Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio as we explore further into the truths contained in St. Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians and the second chapter. 2 Thessalonians 2 is an important chapter because in this brief chapter, St. Paul mentions the signs that must precede the second coming of Christ. And one of those major signs that precedes the second coming of Christ is the rise of the Antichrist. Next week, we're going to look directly at what St. Paul says about the Antichrist in 2 Thessalonians 2, but this week, I hope to give you an overall examination of this mysterious figure. To start with, it's somewhat surprising to a lot of folks, but did you know that the Antichrist isn't explicitly mentioned in the book of Revelation, Thessalonians, or even the Gospels? The only explicit mention of the Antichrist is found in St. John's epistles, 1 John and 2 John. I'll read you a few of those. 1 John 2.18. Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come, Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. Three things you need to know about this verse. First of all, he said, you know that Antichrist is coming. That's the Antichrist, the eschatological Antichrist, the Antichrist that comes at the end of time, immediately preceding the second coming of Christ. And he says, we know that it's the last hour because there are now many antichrists. In other words, the last hour is the time between the ascension of Jesus back into heaven that we read about in the opening of uh, the book of Acts and the second coming. That's the last hour. That's the last period, so to speak, of human history. So throughout this period, there are going to be many antichrists. Now, a lot of semi-sophisticated folks make fun of those who falsely predicted that a certain historical figure was the antichrist. Well, yes, they were wrong to predict that with a high degree of certainty, but we do know that there are many figures throughout human history that are forerunners of the Antichrist, previews of the Antichrist. And if you will, the Antichrist is kind of a collection of the evil in all of these historical figures. So there is the final Antichrist, and there are many precursors of that Antichrist. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 22, St. John says, Who is the liar? but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist. 1 John chapter 4, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit which confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit which does not confess Jesus is not of God. This is the spirit of Antichrist. I'm not going to get into all the dynamics of this verse other than to point out one very important observation. 
the spirit of Antichrist was working to sow evil amongst Christian circles. Yes, the Antichrist will set up a world government or an attempt at one, have external rulership, perhaps control over the economy, but also don't be ignorant of the fact that the aim of the Antichrist, if you can extinguish the true faith, you really got it if you're Satan, and that's that's the quote, end target that he's gunning for. So the spirit of Antichrist was false teaching within the church. And yes, that happens in our day. That's happened in previous days. And as we approach the end times, it will increase in intensity. Now, I told you that the only explicit mentions of the Antichrist are found in 1 John and 2 John, those two epistles. But that doesn't mean that other portions of Scripture aren't talking about the Antichrist. Specifically, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is the first place in the Bible where the first mention, so to speak, of the Antichrist is given. You see, St. John wrote his epistles probably uh, decades after Thessalonians was written. And St. Augustine says this, and by the way, if you want to know where I got this, it's from the City of God, book 20, chapter 19, and I quote, what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Thessalonians about the manifestation of the Antichrist, which shall precede the day of the Lord. No one can doubt that he wrote this of the Antichrist. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, St. Paul says, Now concerning the coming of our Lord, let no one deceive you in any way that that day will not come, the day of the Lord will not come, until the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of perdition. So the term that St. Paul uses in 2 Thessalonians 2 is man of lawlessness. In fact, he mentions it four times in 12 verses, so he wants us to pay a lot of attention to that, and we're going to explore that next week. But the point this week is that St. Augustine quite clearly says no one can doubt that St. Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 was writing about the Antichrist. Of course, there's a few biblical scholars here and there who will doubt that today, but what else is new? They doubt just about everything. And very interesting, did you know that St. Thomas Aquinas has a commentary on 2 Thessalonians? And if you're interested, the only English translation of that is in uh, Scott Hahn's journal, Letter and Spirit, Volume 5, published in 2009. And here's what the angelic doctor said, quote, Here he, that's St. Paul, announces what will happen in the future as regards the dangers to the church— the dangers to the church that will arise during the time of the Antichrist. And my third witness that uh, St. Paul is talking about the Antichrist in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 is the Catechism of the Catholic Church, section 675, which does talk about the Antichrist. And if you want to learn about the Antichrist, I suggest you turn to the passages that I've given you already, 
1 and 2 John, 2 Thessalonians 2, and Catechism of the Catholic Church, section 675 to 677. But in 675, the footnote, number 576, references the scriptures for what it says about the Antichrist, and that footnote has both 2 Thessalonians 2, along with the epistles of 1 and 2 John. So, the Antichrist is being described in 2 Thessalonians 2 as the man of lawlessness. Now, what happens in the book of Revelation? In chapter 13, we find a description of a horrible beast arising out of the sea. In other words, uh, a figure who is the personification of evil, empowered by Satan, arising out of the sea, arising out of humanity. And we read in Revelation 13 of this beast coming out of the sea. In 13.7, it says he makes war on the saints. He gains universal authority over every nation. The famous part of the book of Revelation, which it talks about the mark of the beast, the mark of the Antichrist, that 666 mark, that comes from Revelation chapter 13, the beast, just another way to describe the Antichrist. In Revelation 13 and verse 16, it talks about demonic spirits coming out of the mouth of this beast and his false prophet, kind of like his PR man, along with Satan, these unholy trinity of Satan, the beast, and the false prophet, sending out messages to assemble nations for a final world war at the river Euphrates. And this is a real quick background, but the book of Revelation has a very strong connection to the book of Ezekiel. And from Ezekiel, we learn that that portion of the Euphrates, which is being described, is very likely Syria, Iraq, or Turkey. We move on in the book of Revelation until we hit chapter 19, and we find that the beast is thrown down and tossed into the lake of fire for eternity. Now, there are biblical precursors to the beast In the Old Testament, you find Nimrod in Genesis 10. He was king of the first attempt at a world order. And then you have Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king of Babylon, the first worldwide empire. And his fall is described in Isaiah 14. The king of Tyre, who thought he was just like God because he was such an important person. And that's described in Ezekiel 28. But history's foremost type of the Antichrist to come is a figure by the name of Antiochus Epiphanes. He's described in the last couple of chapters in the prophet Daniel, and the entire account in 1 Maccabees is talking about the Jewish war against Antiochus Epiphanes. He's the foremost type of the Antichrist we find in history. So if you want some Christian teaching besides the catechism on the Antichrist, 
the earliest record of any biblical eschatology, which also contains a brief description of the Antichrist, is found in the Didache. And Didache is simply an English word derived from the Greek word means teaching. It's the teaching of the apostles. And the Didache is a short, powerful, very informative document that includes eschatology. And don't worry, we'll cover that in future episodes of Luke 21 Radio. Moving on just a little bit in church history, St. Irenaeus, who lived somewhere around 130, died around 202 AD, he was a disciple of Polycarp, and Polycarp was a disciple of St. John. So in other words, this is a pretty easy baton pass of the truth regarding the beast, the Antichrist, and St. Irenaeus wrote about uh, the Antichrist. Like many in the early church, he thought he would be a Jew from the tribe of Dan, and that he would arise after 6,000 years of human history, and I'll explain why all that. When we get to St. Irenaeus, and then finally there's Hippolytus, who lived between 170 and 235 AD. He was a disciple of Irenaeus, and he was the first to write a complete commentary on a book of the Bible. He wrote a commentary on Daniel, which is available online and in print, including teaching on the Antichrist, and then he wrote a separate treatise on the Antichrist where he teaches on Daniel, the Gospels, and 2 Thessalonians. So that's your quick review of the Antichrist, some Christian teaching and resources. Future broadcasts will cover some things like St. Irenaeus and the Didache, but next week we're going to dive deep into 2 Thessalonians 2. I'm Steve Wood, and you've been listening to episode 30 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.